Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Let's take a moment to pray. Lord, we want to invite the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm sensing for some of us, if you have a doctor's appointment or a treatment that you plan to start or an ongoing treatment, and you're worried about money, you're worried about finances, you're worried about how is going to happen and how is it going to take place, amen. Let us invite the Holy Spirit into that moment of confusion so that He can take over. Amen. He can take over. I want to pray the Daddy. Lord, for health of our people, Lord. For health of our brothers, sisters, of our little children. Thank you, Lord. We want to pray a healing, Daddy. We want to welcome your presence, Lord. Your presence, Larry, so that people would be healed and set free, delivered. Father, I want to pray, Lord, hallelujah, the enemy will take hands of our generations. Take hands of our generations, Daddy. That has been passed on, Father Lord, from, from, uh, Lord, from our generations, Lord, all the curses, Lord. We are redeemed. Amen. Say to yourself that you are redeemed. You are redeemed, amen, by the precious blood of the Lamb. But I invite Holy Spirit. I sense a name, Siju. Whoever you are, I want to pray, Daddy, that Lord, the Holy Spirit presence would fill your life. The Holy Spirit presence would fill your life, would change you, would transform you right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let this be your platform, Lord. Let us decrease and you would increase, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We all have a journey with the Holy Spirit. If you have received the Holy Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit wants us to be in a journey. For some people, this journey never starts. Some of us are ignorant about the Holy Spirit. Some of us are stuck in our journey. Some of us, we run ahead of the Holy Spirit while He walks behind. Moses ran ahead. And you know, God didn't move. For some of us, the journey started and ended on the same day because we keep talking about 20 years back, I spoke in tongues. I want to tell you this, baptism of the Holy Spirit is more than an event. It is a daily lifestyle. Can you tell yourself it's a daily lifestyle? Can you tell yourself it's a journey? Tell your children it's a journey. Amen. Wow. I, I, I was, you know, I, I, if I was a kid and somebody, and somebody told me the walk with the Holy Spirit is a journey. Amen. That is a, a pearl. Amen. Parents, if you are in your house, can you tell your children, the walk with the Holy Spirit is a journey. It's a journey, amen. And for John the Baptist, the journey started when he was in the mother's womb. 
for some of us it starts when we were 30 we received the holy spirit it doesn't matter whether it started in your mother's womb or whether it started at 60 i want to tell you it's a journey amen in acts chapter 17 we see a man of god who came to a place because he had a journey with the holy spirit in acts chapter 17 now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews then Paul as his custom was went into them and for 3 sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead saying this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ and some of them were persuaded and a great multitude of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women joined Paul and Silas but the Jews were not persuaded become envious took some of the evil men from the marketplace gathering a mob set all the city in uproar attacked the house of Jason and sought them to bring out to the people sought to bring them out to the people you know paul came to thessalonica because of the guidance from the holy spirit because he was filled in the holy spirit and he goes to the synagogue to preach let's look into some of the aspects of paul's life of his journey of his walk with the holy spirit when you are filled in the holy spirit i want to tell you there is a discipline you see paul he says that he had a custom which means he had a habit to preach this gospel paul didn't rely on feeling sometimes we get the wrong concept that holy spirit is based on feelings and goosebumps we may have feelings we may not have feelings but i want to tell you a man that is filled with the holy spirit is disciplined for three sabbaths paul reasoned with them don't go with your feelings but go as god has instructed you i remember few years back when to pray for a dear brother he was having some issues with his kidney stones or infection and i went there uh, i prayed for healing but nothing dramatic happened so i was thinking god did the healing actually happen i remember coming home quite disappointed telling my wife you know why is that i am not feeling anything that i prayed for the sick you know so uh, there is nothing immediate that happened and the next day he goes to the hospital checks his blood report and he sent it to me and he said you know thank you for praying i am healed and i thought that day lord i was such a fool to think about that you would work based on my feelings you know the basis for god works is because of his word that he has spoken that word that he is a healer amen that he is a good god hallelujah whether we feel it or not amen so let us not be uh, uh, you know guided by our gut feeling but by guided by our custom but by our habits that we would have a habit of praying for the sick a habit of pray of habit of preaching this gospel amen 
Thank you, Lord. I want to pray, Daddy, that we would have a discipline. You know, discipline is sometimes a dirty word. If I would tell that the word discipline in my home, I'm sure my children would echo with that. But for God, amen, discipline is a good word, amen. For father, amen, father's mother sitting you there, it is a good word that, that you, because you know it. Being a parent, you know it. If you are a teacher, you would know what does it means to have a disciplined class. I'm going to ask you, show me your customs and I'll tell you if the Holy Spirit is there in your life. If you're moving according to the Holy Spirit, what are your customs, amen? What are your habits? Hallelujah. Show me your habits, amen. Paul had a habit of going to the, to the, uh, 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 of, of the Jews and preaching. When the Holy Spirit was upon Paul, Amen. He had a message buzzing on his lips. And Paul's message was so simple. Amen. I like this. It says that this Jesus whom I preach to you is Christ. That's it. And you know what? Some were persuaded. Some were not persuaded. So whether you have uh, uh, a deep message or not, you know, if even it's a simple message, if it's a message from God, amen, hallelujah, that's enough. It's powerful. I want to ask today, ask you today, whose name is on your lips? If you are on a journey, there is a message that will bubble in your lips and that is a word of God. That is the message of Jesus. I remember one friend of mine who once came and asked me, what is your opinion on migrating to Canada? And I was thinking to, you know, to say all the practical applications of, of applying for the visa. But suddenly I asked him, so why, why do you want to go to Canada? So he said that, I'll, you know, it's a better place to live, you have great opportunities and all those things. So I said to him, you know what, let me tell you the truth. The best place that you can ever be on earth, that you can ever be on earth, it, uh, you know, that place is a place where God wants you to be. If, if Canada, I agree, is a good place, but if God doesn't want you to be there, there is no point going there. Amen. And if God wants you to go there, pack up your bags and leave right now, there is no point in you being here. On that day, I really, it was an eye-opener. I want to say to you, all church, amen, every conversation is a potential to share the gospel. Every conversation. There is a potential that lies because they are telling that they have a need and beneath the need is a need for God. Amen. Some of us are wondering, Lord, what message will I say? I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is the one that gives words. Even when I was coming today, I was saying, Holy Spirit, if you don't give me words, I can't speak. I remember one occasion that happened a few years ago. Where I was visiting, uh, I, I was seeing a friend. You know, he happened to see me. So we just met maybe uh, one or two weeks before. So he became friendly and we, we talked and his wife and we all had a good time. And, and then he came one day rushing to me and asking, can you come home 
can you come to a particular place? I want you to pray for a, uh, for a person who died. I mean, for, for the husband of a person who died. She was a widow. Uh, she might have been in her 40s. And, uh, 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 and her husband died of a cardiac arrest all of a sudden. And I'm saying, so I thought he might have meant a future date. So I said, okay, sure, why not? I'll plan my time. So I, you know, he said, no, I want you to come uh, right now. So now I'm thinking, God, what am I going to speak to a widow? How can I comfort her? What can I do, Lord? And I'm, so he, as I said, can I come, you know, maybe tomorrow? Can I come in the evening? So he said, no, I want you to come uh, right now. So he dragged me, put, my, put me and my family in his car, and we are driving to that place. And I'm thinking, Lord, what should I speak? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just, should I check YouTube for some messages? Or should I browse? Or I'm asking God, give me a word. Give me a word, Lord. What am I going to say? How am I going to say? Or should I tell her, don't cry? And there is no word that is coming. I'm sitting in the car, and the, uh, we reached her complex. Going through her apartment, even when the doorbell is ringing, there is no word. Thinking, Holy Spirit, please give me a word, don't put me in a fix. Uh, and she came and seated and she was crying. And still no word. And I'm just, you know, there was silence. And I loved it. I said, Lord, okay, just give me a word, Lord, what should I say? And her daughter came. When her daughter came, I asked, so... How old are you? What class are you studying? And she said, I'm studying in the 8th standard. Suddenly I heard a voice saying to me, testimony. And I said, you know what? I was in the 8th standard when my father died. And I want to tell you, you are not an orphan, amen. You have God who is your father for eternity. Your earthly father might have died, but your heavenly father is still alive. And I opened my heart and I said, for many a time I thought, Lord, who will guide me when I have to go through, you know, uh, when I have to take uh, uh, a decision to, to study what course that I should do. Or, you know, uh, when I need to take an opinion about something. I don't have a father. Amen. I want to tell you that you might go through that, but I want, to rem- I want you to remember that God is there who can guide you much more than your earthly father. And I went... A few months back, I saw the mother in a restaurant, and she came running to me and asked, Do you remember me, brother? I said, uh, I said, no. I said, you, you, you came home and prayed. And what do you share to my daughter? I want to tell you, that's exactly what she was going through. I want to thank, I, you know, sometimes we think, Lord, how is it possible? But I want to tell you, at the moment, at that correct time, the Holy Spirit will give you words to speak. Amen. He will put words in your mouth. He will speak to your heart. Amen. He will not put you down. Amen. All you need to have is a simple message. And I want to give you what is the, you know, how to start that conversation. You can pick up the call and ask somebody, amen, somebody who is sick or somebody who is, who is discouraged and who is uh, uh, going through pain, amen. You know, what is the key to start the conversation? It is a very simple question. It's a simple question, amen, and the answer is very simple. Amen, the simple question is, brother, sister, can I pray for you? 
that's all, amen. And you are giving a platform for the Holy Spirit to move in their life. You know, you don't need to go to Bible college to ask this question. No problem going to Bible college. You don't need to be a pastor or a prophet to ask this question. All you need to ask the simple question, Brother, sister, can I pray for you? And when you pray, give the simple message that Jesus, that He is the Christ, Amen. He is the anointed, He is the Son of God. That's all. That's all. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray for all the church that have a message in our lips. When we meet somebody in need, Amen. The world is, we are living in a dying world. We are living in a world that is, has wars around. And I want to pray, hallelujah, that you would have a message. Father, let us not go home without a message, Lord. You are the message that we need to carry, amen. Thank you, Daddy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Paul was a man of discipline, amen. When his journey came, he was a man of discipline. He had habits. He had a message. And not only that, in the journey with God, amen, Paul was a transformed man. Paul can, God can turn the hearts of the lost, amen. So in this journey, amen, when Paul came to that place in Thessalonica, amen, many Greeks received the word. It's interesting. A lot of intellectual people Amen. A lot of intellectual people receive the word. A great multitude of devout Greeks and few of the leading women, which means that the prominent people in the place turn to God. So your message can be simple, but it can touch the heart of the devout, the learned, amen, the prominent people. You don't need to have a complicated message. But the interesting thing is that Jews were not persuaded. So your own people may not receive. But the people that you think may not will receive. Amen. I remember that as a person who studied with me, I hardly talked to that person. But a few years ago when the person was going through a difficult time, I connected and asked her this question. Do you want to receive Jesus into your life. And it's a person that I did not imagine would respond to that. And the person said, I was eager to hear what she's, what she's going to say. I thought it was going to be a no, but she said yes. But the many people who I intimately knew, whom I consider heart of my heart's hallelujah, did not receive this gospel. The entire book of Acts is a book of, it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit demonstrated in the life of the apostles. Can you ask that question? Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to turn the hearts, wants to turn people to look to God. Thank you, Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. So, you know, Paul plans this church, or it is in the second missionary journey. That happened. And after a few years, he gets a report 
of how things are in Thessalonica. And he writes back this letter. So this letter is, he is responding to that report that he received. Amen. For our gospel, verse 5 goes like this. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. As you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia, those who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith towards God has gone out, so that we do not need anything. For they themselves declare concerning what manner of entry we had to you, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. You know, Paul bought the, gospel, the, bought the gospel, or the Holy Spirit bought the gospel, not only by word. We heard that he had a message, and not only by, by, but by word, but also by signs. He says it was in the power, in the Holy Spirit. Other version says in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So the gospel came not just in word, but also in power. People not only need to hear the gospel, but they also need to see the gospel. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of power. No darkness or sickness can comprehend this great power. Amen. Mark 16, Jesus says this in verse 17. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons and they will speak in new tongues. Today I want to, I sense that the Holy Spirit wants to demonstrate, amen, among you that He is the Spirit of the Most High God. He is a Spirit of power, amen, hallelujah. Nothing is impossible to Him, hallelujah. And I want to tell you, these signs will follow. You know what that means? Wherever you are going, these signs are going. If you are turning to the left, the sign is behind you. If you are turning to the right, the sign is behind you. I remember that when I had a desire for, for people to be healed, the first person that I prayed for was my friend's brother, who was in a very late stage of cancer. And uh, I prayed for him, and I was the last person who spoke to him. And after I prayed, within five minutes he died. And similarly, the second person also. Now I'm thinking, Lord, the scripture says that they will recover. But I'm praying and seeing people, two people die. And in fact, for six months, we prayed for a little baby that had an issue. Uh, and, and the baby also died. And I'm thinking, the Lord told me, don't base your life as the doctrine. Put the word of God as the doctrine. And what does the word of God say? The word of God is saying that his name is Jehovah Rapha. And then Lord, I said, Lord, no ifs and buts. Amen. You are, your name is Jehovah Rapha. Your heart is to heal whether my experience is sometimes not agreeing. I don't know the reason. Amen. But we have to believe in the word of God. Amen. 
And I remember for then for, for a few years and I didn't pray for anybody. I, I didn't get an opportunity to pray for healing. But one day I had a phone call from the US and my friend was invite or called me to invite me for his brother's wedding. I'm on the call and while he was inviting me, I heard stomach related issue, stomach issue, something like that. And I asked him, uh, who is, is there any stomach related issue in your family? And then there was a moment of silence. And he said, how do you know that? So I said, you know, he's not a believer. So I said, uh, I just sensed in my spirit from God like that. So he said, uh, the brother whom I'm inviting you for the wedding, he has a problem. And it's a family secret that we haven't told anybody. And he has lost weight. I've seen him many years before. So he's lost weight. He became like a skeleton. He has a bleeding problem in his stomach. And it has come to a stage where none of the treatments have worked. They went all over the place, but nothing has happened. So suddenly the faith in him rose and he told his brother and within five minutes he called me and we prayed on the phone amen for two you know, for two three weeks i didn't get any response now i'm thinking lord is there any problem because the first two people are not there now is there any this is a young man and anyway so after three weeks i'm hearing uh, that he's much better and after one year i heard that he's perfectly healed amen amen hallelujah and I said, Lord, I don't, can you say, Lord, I don't want to base it on my experience. But in the word of God, it says that, Lord, they, that when we lay hands on the sick, we will recover. You know what we, are, what we are thinking when we are going to pray for the sick? What if it does not work? What if it does not work? And you have to ask the counterculture question. What if God heals? You are missing an opportunity for you to be a vessel to be used by God. For you to be a vessel of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Hallelujah. The Lord wants to heal people. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some pigmentation, I don't know, pigmentation related problem in the eye night blindness or color blindness or something that related to the eye the Lord wants to heal. Amen. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Rakarabanda. Hallelujah. Rakarabanda. Radarabanda. Thank you Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord I want to pray daddy for all of the sick Lord and to declare your name Lord the message is simple that your name is Jehovah Rapha and it does not change even after those so many years Lord thank you lady thank you daddy amen hallelujah Holy Spirit thank you father and I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is a transforming power of God Amen. So the word comes, Paul bought the word not only by word, but also by signs and also by deeds. They saw, you know, verse 2 it says, uh, verse uh, uh, 5 it says, You know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. 
You know, these guys, Paul, amen, was a transformed man and they saw that. Their lives were a proof, amen, that the word preached was true. Amen. You will go through, some of us will go through a tough time of saying no to certain things because that is a molding of the Holy Spirit. I remember a few years ago when I was working in a company, amen, and I had, I, I, I had a new manager. She was a lady. And she assigned me some work. And I brought that before her. And she saw it and said, you need to rework. Okay. I went back, I reworked, and then she suggested something else. She said, you need to rework. Okay, third time, she said to rework. Now I'm getting a little bit upset, and I'm beginning to think in my heart, Lord, I know it also. I was five to six years of, of having an experience, and I was saying, Lord, I know it also. And I think this is okay. And I heard a voice from God saying that I, if I, you know, I want to tell you something. Your manager knows better than you. That is why she is manager. That was a painful word. So I thought, okay, Lord, okay, fine, I will rework. Fourth time I reworked, Mm-mm. she said, no, go back. You know, but, but the wonderful thing is, outside work, she is, within work, she is a wonderful manager, she is a great leader. Outside work, she was like an elder sister to me. So now I can't say anything. So I just, you know, my, I, I didn't understand at that point what was her journey. The journey was for God to transform my heart. Fourth time went, sixth time went. By the sixth time, there was a huge transformation in me. I began to understand why is she saying this. She is saying this. Because it had fallen short of some standards. And she wanted me to rise up above the standard. And when I realized that her standard was better than what I learned, and she was making me unlearn the last six times, then it's, it sunk in well. And one sixth time, I almost got near. And seven time, just like how God after the six days said it was good she looked and said this is good this is wonderful and when I caught her heart the next one and a half years was really awesome was really awesome but at that point of those one month where I, you know, I was silently at loggerheads. I didn't say anything, but silently in loggerheads. The Lord was transforming me. I want to tell to some of you that you think that you are better than your manager. Amen. God has put them in place because of a reason. Thank you, Lord. Paul's life was an example. Paul says that you know what kind of men we were. So he bought the gospel by word. By power and by his own life. Thank you, Lord Daddy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And Paul leaves and goes. Amen. And if you read read the rest of Acts 17, he had to leave that place because of the opposition. 
And 1 Thessalonians speaks about, chapter 1 speaks about their journey with the Holy Spirit. That's what excites me. If you think Paul was a mighty man of God and he could do it. And look at the Thessalonians, amen. What does it say? The first thing that, one of the things it says that, um, verse 9, they turned to God, amen. Amen. Earlier on, they were, they were not worshipping God, but now they have turned to God. The Holy Spirit restores true worship. That was their journey. He restored a true worship to serve the living God. So now, they're not only worshipping, but they began to serve. Their journey was starting. Amen. They realized who is, and they worship, and their true worship is worshiping God. So now they not, so they turned to God, and they not only turned to God, they began to radically serve Him. They began to serve God. God is worthy to be served. I want to tell some of you, you are looking to be perfect and then serve. The Holy Spirit reminds us that when we serve God, we get more and more and more into be into maturity. It is not the other way down. They served God, amen. They were a they were a baby church, they were a just born church, but yet they were transformed and they began to serve God. And not only that now, Amen, Paul is saying in verse seven, you became examples of us to all. In Macedonia and Achaia who believe, amen. Can you believe that? Paul is hearing a report, hey, these guys are doing superb. They are examples to the believer. They became a model. So the Holy Spirit is now taking them onto the journey. They had affliction. They were not without problems. There were persecution. There was affliction. Yet they bore fruit. Some of you, they think that, oh, I don't, uh, I don't know why God is doing this to me. I want to ask you, why are you doing that to God? Why are you complaining to God? God will help you to handle. Thank you, Daddy. The Sloanian church became an example. Amen. And was. Verse 7, verse 9 says like this. Verse 10 says like this. They and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus Christ, who delivers us from the wrath to come. They became, the Holy Spirit made them a waiting church. They waited for the second coming. Many of us, we wait when we, we, we wait for a second coming, when we hear a preaching on the second coming. They were eagerly waiting for the second coming. The Holy Spirit makes every believer to be ready for the second coming. They were a waiting church. They had a waiting culture. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray, Daddy, that WICC, Lord, will be a waiting church. Waiting for a second coming. And not just, Lord, everybody who sees us, Lord, right now, that we would have a culture of waiting for your coming. You are coming, Lord. And, Lord, even if it is delayed, you are coming. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We will be a waiting church. Thank you. Hallelujah. And then they not only became a waiting church, the Holy Spirit also made them a sending church. Sending church. Verse 8 says, For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. It was not that they were live streaming their services. They went out. They were a sending church. They were a mission church. Amen. Can us have a mission for the lost? Rabbanantha. Paul was a sent. Paul was a man sent from God. Now, Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has prepared this church to be a sending church, and in fact, it is saying that it is in every place. Your faith towards God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. Paul is saying that I can focus on some other areas because you have done that. They became, the faith has gone out, they spread. How did they, they went out, amen. They also took a ship or they also moved, they also walked. They reached out to the others. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray. Every place that you go is a pulpit for you. I, I remember that one day I went into a shop, uh, a very famous um, clothes shop in Kotem. And there was a salesperson who was showing me a few shirts. And while he was showing me one of, his, one of the shirts, I heard the Holy Spirit say, His mother. And I asked, brother, uh, what's, your, what's your name? And I understood that he's from Tamil Nadu. And I asked him, is your mother okay? How is your mother? The Lord is asking me to pray for you and your mother. Oh, hallelujah. It was a public place in that shop. A very famous shop where a lot of people come every day. And he began to cry. Because his mother was sick. His mother was sick. Can we be a sending church? To pray for the lost, amen. To pray for those whose mothers are sick, whose fathers are sick, whose children are sick. Or are we just happy with the Sunday afternoon meal that we would have and go home and play Xbox? Can we be a sending church? Life in the Holy Spirit it is a contagious life. Paul bought in. Paul was bought in by the Holy Spirit. And the Thessalonian church latched on to it. This is a journey that God wants you to be so that when you go, somebody else catches that journey and say, I also want the Holy Spirit. Can you ask the person, do you want the Holy Spirit? It is a contagious, amen, it is contagious. Somebody else can also see the life that you have and say, I want that too. Paul was led by the Spirit. He had to leave. Amen. But another people arises in and they say, we also want to be. And now they're saying, Paul himself is saying, these guys are examples all over the place that we don't need to say anything. They are doing the work. 
God wants us to have a daily lifestyle with the Holy Spirit. Not one event that happened five years ago. And then your next event comes in the next special meeting. We jump from one meeting to another meeting. Amen. But the Holy Spirit is asking you. Amen. You know what is the one thing that you need for the Holy Spirit? It is a desire. It is a desire. If you have not spoken in tongues, if you have not received the Holy Spirit, if you are in the home, just raise your hand there and we are going to pray for you. And especially children, amen. And the pastor always says that God has not given us, given you the junior Holy Spirit. God has given the Holy Spirit. The same measure that he gives to an adult, he gives to children. Children, I want to encourage all our junior church members sitting out there in your homes. Amen. I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. And it comes through two ways. No, two things, two conditions. One is to have a desire. And second comes to faith. You're going to have faith, amen, to receive it. And desire is something that you have, you are having a desire. I want that. I want the Holy Spirit. If you have not received, just raise your hands up and pray. Hallelujah. Lord, I want the Holy Spirit. Fill me, Daddy. Fill me, Daddy. I want to say to you, the filling of the Holy Spirit is simple. It is not complicated. It is not complicated. Amen. The flesh will say it is complicated. Is it from God or is it from the enemy or is it myself doing it? I want to tell you, when you ask God is more than willing to give you. If He gave His Son freely for us, how much more, amen, to the church that He will give the Holy Spirit. Father, I want to pray, all those who have raised hands, even if you are filled with the Spirit, just raise your hands up. You might be in your homes, it's okay. Ask for a refreshing. I want to step into the next move of the Spirit. I want to step into the next journey of the Spirit. Father, we pray, Lord, those who have asked that you will give. Fill them, Daddy. Fill them, Lord. Thank you, Father, the same way that you have filled. Amen. Before you will fill. Amen. I see a young boy asking God. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray, Daddy. Fill them, Lord. Fill them. Fill them. Let us not leave our, this place, our places, Lord, without the Holy Spirit. There is a journey that is waiting. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to pray, Father. Fill. Let it fill. Let it flow. From your belly it shall flow. The streams of living water. Receive it. Allow it. Amen. Don't hinder it. I want to rebuke every thought of the enemy. I want to rebuke every thought of the flesh. I speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the words of God. Let 
out of the streams, out of the belly shall flow streams of living water. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Even if it is one word, let it flow. Let it flow. I want to tell you, if you are doubting, can God move through a, on a, through a live stream? I want to tell you, yes. Yes, He can. Amen. He will if you ask Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you that you have filled those who have asked for. Hallelujah. I want to pray. This Mark 16, 17 to 18 over the church. If you're there with me, pray along with me. Confess this word. These signs will follow me because I believe in His name I will cast out demons. I will speak with new tongues. I will take up serpents. And if I drink anything deadly, it will no means hurt me. I, put your hands up, I, I will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Look to your hands and say, I will lay hands on the sick. I sense, I see this gloves that we put, the doctors, they put the gloves before going to surgery. We are that gloves. God's hand it is. Can you be a glove for God? I want to challenge you. Can you be a glove for God? Thank you, Lord. We pray for this day, Lord. Thank you, God, for giving us the opportunity to come to the Holy Spirit and drink from Him. We are drinking, Lord. Let us not be, let us not be satisfied with yesterday's drinking. We want to drink today. Today. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.